Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is tree. T-R-E-E. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples tonight. Fenneman, who's first to try for it? Well, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a couple about to be married, Groucho. Mm-hmm. And here they come now. I'd like you to meet Beverly Eccles and Robert Raynaud. The uh, fiancé is a police officer, and this is Beverly Eccles. Beverly, right here. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll win $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Beverly uh, Eccles? Is that That's right. right. You're a remarkably beautiful girl, Beverly. Huh? Thank you. <laughs> You're not surprised at that uh, compliment, are you? Not exactly. No. <laughs> isn't Pretty that what confident. they pay you for? Huh? I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. I just said, isn't that what they pay you for? They... <laughs> they pay me for you to be beautiful? <laughs> that I don't follow at all, huh? <laughs> It's a good thing your old man is a cop, huh? <laughs> Robert Renault, what do you do on the police force, uh, Bob? Uh, I work PIC. And what does that mean? Pedestrian and intersection control, like traffic downtown. I see. You're a police officer. Well, I'm pleased to meet you. Huh? <laughs> you could put me in jail for that, you know. Huh? You know, pleased to meet you. Huh? <laughs> what kind of work do you do, Beverly? I'm a textbook clerk at Virgil Junior High School. A textbook clerk? That's right. What does that uh, consist of? Well, I issue textbooks to the students. And he issues summonses, huh? <laughs> Do you have any little issues? Uh, no. <laughs> so you two are going to be married, is that right, Bob? That's right. I don't know what fruit stand you swiped her from, but you certainly got a peach. You know? <laughs> How old are you, Bob? 23. 23, and you? I'll be 19 next week. You're getting mixed up with the law at a pretty early age, aren't you? <laughs> Now, let's talk about your marriage. For example, uh, Bob, how many children are you going to have? Oh, I think four would be about right. (laughs) You want to walk the beat all day and all night, too, huh? (laughs) How do you feel about four children, Beverly? Two would suit me fine. (laughs) Well, we'll try to get two to suit you and four to suit him. Now, Beverly, after you're married, suppose after you're married, you're alone in the house at 3 o'clock in the morning and you hear somebody at the front door. Now, what would you do? Would you shoot him with uh, Bob's revolver? Oh, I'd look and see if it was Bob first. And if it was Bob coming home at 3 in the morning, then you'd shoot him? (laughs) Bob, what should Beverly do if she hears a noise in the middle of the night? Call the police. And what are you doing, hiding under the bed? (laughs) Find policemen, huh? Suppose she called the cops and they caught me. What would happen? Would I get the rubber hose? No, we don't use those uh, old-fashioned third-degree methods anymore. We use a little psychology. Oh, you use psychology on me? Let's hear you try. Now, what would you do? Well, sir, with a few simple questions, we can iron this out without any trouble. Mm -hmm. Such as what? (laughs) 
Well, I would like to know what you were doing in the vicinity of my home at 3 a.m. in the morning. Why don't you go back to the chief's office and play canasta? <laughs> I tell you what I was doing in your place at 3 o'clock in the morning, you'll shoot me. <laughs> well, you make a very nice couple, and I'm sure uh, a policeman's lot will be a very happy one for both of you, Beverly. Now, uh, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at $1,000, but before we start, I want you to listen to Fenneman. He has something particularly interesting to say. Friends, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer knows that the best way to keep you as his customer is to treat you fairly and squarely every time. And as car owners from coast to coast know, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer also handles two really great cars. The brilliant DeSoto and the beautiful Plymouth. The new DeSoto is a smooth-riding beauty, and so economical to operate. It steers with a touch as light as a feather. DeSoto is a safe car to operate, too. No car in America has bigger brakes. And, of course, DeSoto is the car that lets you drive without shifting. So, for comfort and reliability, for economy and safety, you can't beat the performance of the magnificent DeSoto. Be sure to drive a DeSoto before you decide on any car. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Look for those two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000. Phantom and explain the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. That clear? Okay. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected comic strip artists. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. Ten? What comic strip about an Irish couple does George McManus draw? Jigs. Maggie and Jigs is right. You're on your way. You have $30. All right. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, you've got $30. How much of the 30 will you try? 20. 20. <laughs> what comic strip about a young family does Chick Young draw? Uh, Dagwood. Blondie. That's right. Blondie is right. They're now. They have $50. I always thought Dagwood was a sandwich. Now, you've got $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50? 40. 40. 40. All right. What cartoon does Ham Fisher draw? Grumps. Gums? No, uh, no. Uh, decide on an answer between you. Ham Fisher. Ham it's a couple. Fisher. Yeah? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's Joe Palooka. You should have known that. It's oh, been on for right. a long time. Yeah? And they've dropped to $10. Well, you're down to $10. Now, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 10 will you try? Ten. I'll try it. Shoot it all? Okay. What strip about a detective does Chester Gould draw? Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy is right. And they wind up with $20. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, don't go too far away, you two, because you still may get a chance at the big question. Thanks again. Thanks for showing up. The others may win nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Groucho, our next couple has been off stage, so they don't know the secret word is tree. Okay, fellas, you can bring them in now, please. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a furniture salesman and a housewife. And here they come now. The housewife is Marie Adams. The furniture salesman, Mr. S.W. Lachaz. Folks, come on over here and meet Groucho Marx. 
Welcome to You Bet Your Life, and if you say the secret word, if you say the secret word, you'll split $100 between you. It's a common word, something you see every day. Uh, Marie Adams, is that right? Yes. That's a very historical name. Are you related to John Adams? Or no, Quincy I wish Adams, I, I sure wish I were. Adams Express Company, or uh, Frank Adams, or any, anybody named that? No. Must be related to somebody. <laughs> Mrs. Adams, you're the furniture salesman? No, I'm the housewife. <laughs> Just the housewife. And Mr. LaCrosse is the furniture salesman, is that right? Yeah. You can understand my mistake. You're the one that looks upholstered, and I didn't make it. <laughs> Where are you from, Marie? Well, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. You're a Svenska? I'm Norwegian, you can snuck a Norsk. <laughs> well, you can as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Well, where are you from, Mr. Lachasse? Oh, I'm from Sloan's. Sloan's? Uh, is that a, in California? Oh, that's in Beverly Hills. Oh, then you're, you're really from Beverly Hills, is that right? Well, uh, no, I'm from St. Louis, but I work in Beverly Hills. Oh, that's a long way to drive to work in the morning. <laughs> well, I suppose you know best. Now, I'm not... I'm not going to stand here and argue with a furniture salesman. Huh? He's liable to slap me with his Chippendale, huh? <laughs> Now, as a furniture salesman, uh, what do you do exactly? Exactly? Yeah. Well, precisely. Uh, well, uh, I... This fellow's a stickler. Well, I sell furniture. Now, suppose I stroll innocently into your furniture store. What are you going to sell me? Well, uh... What do you got in your mind? <laughs> it wouldn't interest you. You're a furniture salesman. <laughs> Let's say I'm interested in furnishing my home. Now, what are you going to sell me? Well, uh, dark wood or blonde? You're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> what have you got in the way of a blonde? And don't tell me the floor walker. Well, uh, French provincial is blonde. Okay, tell me some more about this French blonde. What does she look like? <laughs> well, a uh, light blonde, uh, thin legs, and... Well, okay, send her over, but you'll have to fatten up those legs, huh? <laughs> What sort of uh, work does your husband do, uh, Marie? Well, he's a cabinet maker. A cabinet maker? Well, so is Truman, but what does he do? <laughs> how, did you, how did you meet your husband? Did, oh, he, I... did he nail you to the wall or something? <laughs> no, I met him over in Honolulu. You met him in Honolulu? Yes, what, sir. What was he doing over there? Well, I had an opportunity to go over there in the year 1924, so they had an ad in the paper... An inexperienced girl to work in a Chinese laundry. Well, how does a Chinese laundry differ from any other kind? I mean, you, well, you just take out chop suey stains? Uh, no. So, uh, so I went over there and they hired me. And so they put me on the switchboard. And then beside me... You, you stay there all night? Huh? I stayed there for two months. On the switchboard? Yes, sir, for two months. Stayed on the switchboard. Well, you were just plugging along there, huh? Then what happened, huh? Well, then a fellow phoned in about his laundry, you know, and uh, the steamship just landed. The steamship licky licky. <laughs> so he asked me if his laundry was ready, and I asked his name, and... And uh, I said, yes, your laundry's ready, just... Where did you do this laundry? On top of the switchboard? <laughs> on top of the switchboard. So he came in and got his laundry, and I waited on him, and he says, uh, oh, you look like a new girl here. I says, yes, I just came today. 
Well, he said, how'd you like to see the sights of Honolulu? They pronounce it Honolulu over there when I was yeah. there. Well, that's like Licky Licky, huh? Licky Licky. <laughs> so I said, I'd love to see the sights. So he took me out that evening, and all that almost finished it. But, uh... <laughs> It almost finished what? I don't understand. What was going on that was about to be finished there? Well, he took me out to Chinese dinner, too, you know, and he finally took me down to submarine. And so he wouldn't let me up. You led a very fairly active life over there. Well, he wouldn't let me So he finally proposed to me, and he wouldn't let me up out of the submarine unless I promised him I'd marry him. I had to say yes. Did he sing How Deep is the Ocean or anything? <laughs> well, I wish he had. If I'd have known it, I wouldn't have gone down to the submarine. <laughs> and then what happened? He proposed to you and then you got married? Well, I had to come back here to Los Angeles because I was working for the Suntan Leather Company. And they were waiting for me. They didn't know what happened to me over there. I can well understand that. <laughs> I don't know what happened to you right here. <laughs> That's a very interesting story, Marie, and I'm crazy about every word of it, huh? <laughs> now, let's see how well you two make out in the race with $1,000. You've got to work together as a team and run your $20 into more than our other couple. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's going to remind our listeners. The engaged couple won $20. Here we go. Now, let's see how high you can build you $20. Now, talk loud right into the microphone. You select the tools of the trade as your category. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay. Now, uh, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you risk? $10. $10. Shout it right out, Marie. Huh? $10. You have a 10 call. <laughs> that's 20 already. Just keep it 10. Huh? <laughs> now, who uses a stethoscope? Well, that would be a doctor. A doctor is right. <laughs> and on the way, they have $30. You've got $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you try? Well, 25 he said 25. <laughs> Who are you talking to over there? <laughs> I thought there was somebody in there from the Mars. <laughs> Some little gnome over there. Eh? <laughs> All right, here we go. Who uses litmus paper and a beaker? Well, that would be a chemist. A chemist is right. <laughs> here we are on my way now. They have $55. You have $55, and here's your third question. How much of the 55 will you try? 50. 50? 50? Did you say 15? 50. Oh, 50. She knows somebody in there. You can't try. <laughs> well, who uses a composing stick and a slug casting machine? Well, that would be a lithographer or a printer. A printer is right, huh? $105. These are very difficult questions. I don't know any of these answers. In I'm certainly as dumb as the average man, huh? <laughs> All right. Here's your last chance. They got $105. Here's 100. your last chance to beat the other couple. Now, how much are you going to try? hundred bucks. One <laughs> hundred. She's cute, isn't she? <laughs> Marie, if I was five years younger, I'd marry you. <laughs> I don't know whether you'd accept me. Yet, but... I'm old enough to be your mother already. <laughs> that has never stopped me, Marie. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, here we go for the coup de grace now. Who uses a hod and a trowel? Well, that would be a bricklayer. A bricklayer is that? <laughs> and they wind up with a grand total of two hundred and five dollars. Put it there, kid. You're wonderful, both of you, huh? Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now we'll soon know who's going to get the chance of the $1,000 question, because at this point, the furniture salesman and the housewife who were just here are leading with $205. And, of course, the secret word is still tree. Okay, fellas, bring in the next contestants, please. We invited tonight some Boy Scouts and some doctors. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Richard Van Winkle, the Boy Scout, and the doctor, Morgan Lindbergh. And here they come now. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Well, we shake hands with the Lindbergh. Now, uh, Richard Van Winkle, you've been asleep for 20 years, haven't you? Huh? Not quite. Oh. Well, hello, boys, and welcome for the DeSoto Primit Dealers. <laughs> How do you like that for a brilliant piece of place of <laughs> Now, if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. Richard, you're a boy scout. No, a boy scout, is it? I don't read very well, huh? You're a boy scout, huh? Glad to see you. It's always nice to have a man in uniform on the show. Huh? Then, uh, doc- doctor, you're... Oh, you're a doctor, huh? Well, a little more respect. It's nice to have you here, too. Now, how, how old are you, uh, Richard? Seventeen. Seventeen, huh? Isn't that a little old for scouting? You're never too old for scouting. <laughs> I think I see what you mean. Uh. Now, uh, are, are you married, Doc? Uh, no. Don't be so defiant. Huh? <laughs> Haven't done much operating yet, eh? Well, no. Why aren't you married, uh, Doc? Uh, Doc and Dick, we got in. I'm uh, waiting until I can afford them. You mean you're going to stay single all your life? <laughs> I haven't looked at it that way. How about you, Dickie? Are you, are you married? No, sir. Can't you afford it either? No, sir. <laughs> Why don't you just marry some rich girl who has an allowance of, say, $7 a week or so? <laughs> what is your ambition after you graduate from school, if you ever do? <laughs> I'd like to go into professional scouting. Professional scouting. <laughs> no fool here. Huh? Now, as a Boy Scout, has anything unusual ever happened to you, Richard? Yes, uh, I was giving a demonstration on safety with tin cans and how to cut them and make stoves safely, and I proceeded to cut my hand in three places in front of everybody. So what happened? So uh, I taped them up and finished. Finished what? The demonstration. These people must have been impressed to watch you. <laughs> you stand there bleeding like a stuck pig. And like... What is a stuck pig, by the way? I never did understand. You know what a stuck pig is? I don't know. The origin, Doc. What about you? Uh, no. <laughs> Going to make a great doctor this fellow. Um, Doc, where, where is your office? Uh, you have an office, I presume. No, I uh, haven't got an office. I'm. Uh... You work in the streets? <laughs> Just no. pick up odd jobs as you walk along. No, uh, I'm in the county hospital. Oh, that's too bad. What seems to be the trouble? There? 
Oh, uh, I have an internship there. You have a what? An internship. Where are you going, to Europe? <laughs> What's an internship? Is that um, anything like an outgoing ship? An internship is a year that every doctor has to spend after he gets out of school where he practices on patients in hospital. Well, if you're going to practice on the people, I suppose a hospital is the best place. Huh? <laughs> At least they don't have to so far to go in case something happens to them. <laughs> now, that's a pretty snappy outfit you've got on there, Dickie boy. What kind of a scout are you? Are you a general? No, I'm an eagle. An eagle? Well, let's see you fly around the room. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind shaking hands with a pigeon? <laughs> I used to be an eagle, but my wings got clipped by a French blonde. <laughs> with skinny legs. Now, what is an eagle? <laughs> what, what is an eagle? That's the highest rank in scouting that you can receive. After you've uh, accomplished certain merits of citizenship and re- and uh, got 21 merit badges. Dickie, that sounds like quite an honor. Congratulations. Man. <laughs> what are some of your... Uh, you say, uh, do you do first aid, too? Is that one of your uh, yeah. accomplishments? Wake up, Doc. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> He's dreaming of that stuck pig, I think. <laughs> Have you got a merit badge for first day? Uh, no, I... You haven't, huh? No. The doc is pretty cute at that, isn't he? <laughs> Everybody's cute up here but me. Huh? <laughs> you haven't got a merit badge? No. A big boy like you with a crew haircut? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Sorry. Well, keep trying. There's no age limit to scouting, you know. <laughs> now, as an intern, uh, precisely what do you do? Uh... Well, uh, we uh, work up the patient... You mean you wake up the patient, don't you? Huh? I imagine he'd be all waked up as soon as he learned an intern was waking up. Uh... Now, uh, Doc, now pretend you found me a cold on the sidewalk and I'm your patient. Now, you proceed. You wake me up. Uh, well, what, what's wrong with you? Sounds like an old... <laughs> Some doctor, that's your job. <laughs> you find out what's wrong with me. Go well, ahead, uh... huh? Then, uh, a wise guy. Then we'll, uh, I'll have to give you an examination. Well, I'd like a couple hours to bone up first. Huh? <laughs> what happens after the examination? Well, uh, I'll give you some lab tests. Uh, red count, white count, differential. Gloria Swanson used to go with a white count. Many years ago. <laughs> you say, what, is, uh, what was the last one you did? Uh, differential. Well, there's nothing wrong with my differential. <laughs> And if there was, I'd have my DeSoto Plymouth dealer fix it. Eh? <laughs> However, there's been some talk that my clutch has been slipping. Eh? <laughs> now, Doc, suppose you found me collapsed on the sidewalk. What would you do? Call, what would you do if you found I'd me... I'd call cold? a doctor. You'd call a doctor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, don't call Lindbergh, will you? <laughs> Get me a stuck pig or a licky licky. <laughs> Doc, I've been pretty hard on you, but if you had me on your operating table, you'd fix me up a bit. Now, what would you do to me if I was your patient? Well, the first thing I'd do is sterilize that mustache. <laughs> yeah, you touch one hair of my mustache and I'll pour glue in your stethoscope. <laughs> well, you're both good scouts, and so I now pronounce you man and boy. <laughs> Now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our other couples won, but Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners. The furniture salesman and the housewife are leading with $205. All right, here we go. 
Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected names of college teams. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Ten. $10. What is the name of the team from Stanford? Uh, Indians. Indians is right. And on the line, we have $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000. Now, how much of the $30 would you risk on the second one? Twenty. $20. What is the name of the team from UCLA? Bears. I mean, uh, Bruins. Bruins is correct. All right, you got $50. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? Forty. What is the name of the team from Princeton? Tigers. Tigers is right. They're really on their way down. They have $90. Okay, now here we go. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. Now, how much will you bet? Thirty. How much? Thirty. Dad, you just conclusively decided on that? All right, here we go. What is the team from Michigan called? The Wolverines. Wolverines is correct. And they wind up with a grand total of $120, and that means the furniture salesman and the housewife with $205 get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. the weather around your neck of the woods? Well, if you haven't had that car of yours made ready for the weather that's ahead, better not wait any longer. Drive in tomorrow wherever you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. There you'll find the mechanics who know what to do and how to do it. They can save you the worry and bother when colder weather comes. They're factory trained in the latest servicing methods. They've the best tools and equipment to work with. And they'll do their jobs as promptly and efficiently as is humanly possible. Isn't this the kind of attention you want for your car? Well, it's no farther from you than the nearest DeSoto Plymouth dealer. The furniture salesman and the housewife all set for the big $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. Okay, now if you win this swag, you know, you can make another trip to Honolulu and get a brand new husband, huh? <laughs> or you can go back and sit on that telephone switchboard, right? <laughs> Here we go now. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully. And no help in the audience. Here it is. Who is the only president ever to be buried in the city of Washington? Sorry, it's Woodrow Wilson who was buried in the National Cathedral. I'm sorry, that's the correct answer. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? Uh, $205 in the quiz, Rocho. Congratulations and thanks to both of you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto... Plymouth Dealer!
Folks, here's a tip from the National Safety Council. Look out for the driver who doesn't look out for you. You'll Bet Your Life is transcribed from Hollywood and is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 